What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's Nathan back. Really quick, just want to give a quick shout out. Thank you for the support that you've given me, this podcast, and my YouTube channel. Really quick, I just want to give a quick reminder that Big Nate Sports Talk Podcast is the new brand name for my podcast. We rebranded. We're doing big things. The road to greatness starts here. I appreciate y'all's support. Continue to support the podcast and my YouTube channel, One Nathan Snell. Why does it stop? Love y'all. Peace. Listen, I'm easy to find. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, YouTube? It's Nathan back with another video presentation. I hope everybody had a great work week. Hope everybody's staying safe. Uh, hope everybody is staying warm as it is <laughs> crazy a uh, couple weeks with this winter weather. Uh, before we get to the video, there is a few things I need to say up front. Uh, so... <clears throat> I have some good news and I have some bad news. Uh, the good news is, is that my team and I went back on the previous episodes of the podcast and we have renamed, uh, not renamed, we gave season one titles. Uh, some of them have been timestamped. We're still working on season one. So it's going to be one season time. It's going to take a, it's going to take a hot minute to finish every all the seasons. Uh, the last couple episodes have been timestamped. These last like three or four episodes. And then also divided in chapters. So you'll see, like, if you go in the video, you'll see, oh, okay, this introduction, uh, NFL recap, for example. As I stated, uh, season five is going to end before I'm going to give a preview for the Super Bowl. And then that's going to be the end of season five. Um, Also, as well, Next month, like I said, is Black History Month, so I'm going to add a new. I'm going to add a segment in there. Uh, so definitely stay tuned for that. Um, and as far as again, I just want to take this opportunity again to thank you for the support that you've given me and this channel. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. If you're enjoying the content that you're seeing, want to see more, uh, hit, hit that like button, comment, and subscribe. Along notification bells on. So I already see we got some people in the chat here. Let's see who's who's with you. Lucinda, what's going on? I see you. Happy Friday. 
Charles Barkley again. <laughs> 49ers. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so look, we're just gonna in this episode, uh final and we, we've got to the final four. Uh we've now also got really just two weeks left of football this week and then the Super Bowl. Um uh, and then that's it. Then we're at the offseason. Uh, there's some things with the NFL. I do want to talk about some things, um, particularly my my, my Ravens. I, that. Some things I want to talk about. Really not much really going on with Major League Baseball. Uh, I really don't want to talk about the Wizards. Uh, however, there was a, a Reddit post, and I feel like it's great to vent about that. And I really don't want to talk about them playing the Memphis Grizzlies. Maryland basketball. Towson basketball, WNBA, and I'm also going to recap the AU Athletes Unlimited basketball games. Uh, we're still on week one. Uh, great, great basketball. Great week to start off the week, to start, off the, to start the inaugural season of Athletes Unlimited. Really great. Uh, I had to turn off. It was a Team Sims versus Team Mitchell. I had to turn that off. Kalani Brown had 20, had 22 four points in less than 12 minutes in the first half. She's killing it out there. Uh, she was coming out there in the first half, but let's get into it. Uh, this is we're going to start with the NFL Final Four. Uh, I'll be honest, three out of the four teams, uh, I'm shocked. I'm not surprised are in the Final Four. Uh, I'll probably say my surprise is definitely San Francisco. Uh, I thought a team like Green Bay could knock them out, and I thought Dallas could have should should Dallas should have beaten them. Uh, surprising is Cincinnati. Again, Joe, Joe Burrow, I like Joe Burrow. He's the truth. That offensive line, I, I, I can't ignore that. He's gotten, he's gotten to the, he's gotten this far with that, that offensive line protection. Sean Spencer, what's going on, bro? Good to see you, sir. Uh, the Chiefs and the Rams, I'm not surprised. Um, take your pick, Bills, Chiefs, doesn't matter. But we're going to start with, in the AFC, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, where do I begin? Um, after that great performance by the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Buffalo Bills in overtime, um, it's really hard to believe that this is the Chiefs' fourth AFC championship appearance. It truly is. Um, I think at that time, I think the first one, I want to say – Mahomes was his second-year starter, and Tyreek Evans was starting to blossom. Um, this Chiefs team, and, and it's kind of it's going to be it kind of it's going to be sad when this team breaks up uh, because uh, there's just something about when you're successful this long. Uh, Dallas equals 14 seconds. <laughs> Good one. Good one. When you're when you're on top that long, it's hard to keep the team together because today's guys, uh, once they taste that, they get that taste of champagne or you know the puff of the cigar, they uh, start they feel themselves and and some guys don't pan out with other teams, the free agency. Um, here's a team on the other side, Cincinnati, that. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. 
have gotten to the wild, got to the AFC Championship. I think the last time was what 1988, 1989. And fun fact, I did I researched this. They actually they played the Seahawks, and they kind of look he got screwed because the I think just before the game had started, the NFL had approved rule changes, and uh, I think they end up I think the Seahawks end up beating the Bengals. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think even like Chris Collinsworth was like saying like Seahawks players were getting injured to change their defensive packages against them. I thought that was terrible. Um, look, here's the thing. Uh, biggest thing is you're, you're going to see two offenses. You're going to see a, a Joe Burrow-led offense and a Patrick Holmes offense. My only criticism of the Cincinnati Bengals is obviously that offensive line. I, I cannot ignore that, particularly in that game against Tennessee, he was sacked nine times. Uh you know, they are definitely a team, a force we reckon with for years to come. I just feel like if they just develop an offense line around him, Bobby, what's good, sir? Good to see you. Bengals played the no huddle 88. Thank you. Teams couldn't stop it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's why they implement the rule. <laughs> but no, look, um, now, his postseason numbers, Joe Burrow, 592 yards, two touchdowns. He has thrown a pick. And unfortunately, like I said, he was sacked nine times. Um, so I, I, I'm pretty sure that there was a conversation, offensive line coach Joe Burrow, because me personally, me getting sacked nine times, I'd have some choice where it's my offensive line. That's just me. Uh, the last time we saw these two teams together was week 17 where Joe Burrow threw for 446 yards, four touchdowns, and he didn't throw a pick. Because um, they were down. Fourteen? I think it was like three different times. So like three different times, they were like four, down 14. And the Evan McPherson, that's why you draft a kicker, ended up, uh, and ended up beating them. And... What was this? Teams couldn't stop it. The Bengals played the 49ers in Super Bowl 23-1988 season. The Dwight Clark catch. <laughs> I think that's the season, too. Um, now, the Chiefs got to clean some things up on defense. They did allow Josh Allen to throw almost 330 yards for four touchdowns. And he didn't throw a pick in that, in that, in that victory. Now, the Chiefs defense is obviously not the same defense, <clears throat> but give credit to Steve Spagnolia. It's definitely a don't bend, don't break defense. Now, I'm going to hold off on that for a second. Obviously, you're going to see probably two lethal cheat codes, <laughs> Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase. Um, Tyreek Hill had 150 yards against Buffalo and the Go ahead. <laughs> Before Buffalo took the lead, the at the time go ahead touchdown where he threw the deuces at uh, Moreno, and um, I can't say no, I can't say you, you can't you can't the, the greatness of the, of the cheetah, uh, Jamar Chase, clear in my personal opinion, rookie of the year. Hindsight's twenty twenty, you know they got Joe Burrow got his guy. You know, I we can all argue should they draft a Panay Sewell or Jamar Chase. Um, 
all hindsight is twenty twenty. But they're definitely they're both both are going to be utilized. I kind of want to see that. Uh, Jamar Chase has two hundred and twenty five yards. That's more than what Tyreek has, and he's also had two over a hundred receiving yards in both games. Now, I do believe if you're the second, if you're Kansas City's defense, double him. Um, because you really didn't have answers for Gabriel Davis, which made no sense. You let him have four touchdowns uh, and over 200 yards in receiving. That that can't happen. Uh, and, and it goes to my next – and I think the biggest thing is who can create the most turnovers. I think when you look at these teams, I had to pull this stat up. So according to my notes here, the turnover margin of plus four – and the Chiefs actually are minus one. Now, the defense, the Chiefs defense have only forced one turnover, and that was against the Steelers. Now, they are they were fifth on takeaways, Kansas City. And then Cincinnati was tied for 17th because they were in the middle of allowing yards live, which is 18th, which is a good stat. If you're really for both, again, I think it's going to come down to a don't break, don't bend defense. Now, obviously, uh, I had a look at the injury report, and it's looking like about the same. Uh, looks like Daryl Williams may is like doubtful. He may play. Uh, Tyron Matthew, he's questionable. Uh, they didn't say anything on Clyde Edwards, Edwards Hilaire, Miko Hartman. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I think all these guys pretty much were on rest. Daryl Williams was questionable with a toe injury. Um, but everybody except Williams participated in practice. Now, Cincinnati, I think the biggest the, the biggest one uh, for me was their T. Higgins. Well, Cam Sample and Sydney, Stanley Morgan didn't, pull, uh, didn't practice. And Josh Tupu, Topu had a knee injury. He was limited. He's questionable to play. So um, I wish I had that. Does that make me crazy? But I think this is going to be another high-scoring game. I think you're going to see nine touchdowns combined. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to throw for five five touchdowns. Joe Burrow will throw for four. Final score, 43-40. Guaranteed! I have the Kansas City Chiefs being the Cincinnati Bengals 43-40. I think that's going to be that good of a high-scoring game. Um, let's transition. I have to learn from um, – excuse me. Let's transition – uh, oh, hold on. That's wrong. Los Angeles Rams, not the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers wait, what, beat the San Francisco 49ers? <laughs> I'm sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Let me fix that. There we go. There we go. That's much better. The rematch. The 49ers versus Los Angeles Rams. This is this is this is gonna be a good game. Okay. Now Couple couple things I wanted to bring up against 
the Rams, Jimmy G, had a 141.7 passer rating. And they overcame a 17-point deficit against them against the Rams overtime, which was that week 18. Now, unfortunately, I, 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 I get the – I understand, yes, there are moments where we look at Jimmy Garoppolo and go, what are you doing? Yes. Since week 15, he's thrown two touchdowns and six interceptions. I get it. But he's 3-0 and in the playoffs when he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. That 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 was a crazy stat. Um, and I, I think again, if you do just enough to <clears throat> even if it's just a game manager, I look at Jimmy Garoppolo as a game manager, basically. If he does just enough, I think they're gonna win. I think they'll win. Now, Matthew Stafford. I, I, have, I have been critical of him. I had gotten to Sean Spencer, me and him got into a, 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 a debate about, you know, the 13 years he was in Detroit. You know, you can't, he didn't go to front. That's a whole other story. That's a whole other subject for another video. But this season is definitely, he's had his highs, had his lows. I think that's just part of the game. I think everybody ha- has moments and throughout the season. I think Matthew Stafford's a great quarterback. Uh, when it's, it's, it's funny. Next season, he'll be in the top 10 passing. That's and that is crazy. Top 10 in passing as a quarterback. Um, now, after beating the Cardinals and Tampa, so far he's thrown for 568 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, I don't know what Matthew Stafford we're going to see. I don't know what Jimmy Garopp, Jimmy G or Matthew Stafford we're going to see. Uh, the fact that Matthew Stafford these last two games, he's definitely, definitely stepped him. He's balled out. Yes, it was a good debate. Absolutely. Um, when I look at when I look at the Niners, I. I, I I, I, I slightly give them the edge because I, I feel like what San Francisco, what their defense is going to do, because here's the thing. You've got arguably two great defenses. You know, their defensive line for, for both undeniably greatness. Um, unfortunately, you know, San Francisco, I know particularly with the their corners and safeties, they've dealt with injuries. But uh, look for that defensive line. Nick Bosa is going to have his day with uh, Mr. Andrew Andrew Wentworth because I know he's deaf. I know he's dealing with an ankle injury. Um, Aaron Donald and Von Miller look for them to have a big game because uh, I don't know what Trent Williams. I don't know what the Silverbacks going to look like. Uh, he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday from what I read, so that's going to be interesting. So he's probably going to be a game time decision. More than likely. And I also put this fun fact. When Jimmy Garoppolo is pressured, his QBR has drops below 70%. Uh, Matthew Stafford, his QBR is almost 140. That's that you see the difference. There's a tale of two sides. Uh, and I don't know if it's 
I feel like when you're at the when you're at the when you're at the line as a quarterback, you mentally you should be, hey, check this guy, check that guy, or just audibles. And to me, this makes sense. That's what I would do. Now, let me break this down. You've got some, you got some 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 playmakers on, on both sides. I'm gonna start with the Niners. Elijah Mitchell. Uh Debo Samuel, I guarantee you, is going to be the focus. I'm looking for a lot. I think Elijah Mitchell is going to have a big game. Now, fun fact, between these two teams, the 49ers have outran the Rams 291-116, the last two games they've met. Okay? Look for both he and Debo Samuel. I predict they're going to have three touchdowns in this game. Okay? Now, uh, Jimmy G, okay, because I think Jimmy G is going to have a good game. Jimmy G will throw two touchdowns. I, I just feel like this is San Francisco's year to go to the Super Bowl, to me. I think they have the team, and I think you have to give Kyle Shanahan the credit and what he's built because whatever it's, whatever he's doing, it's working. Now, have there been mistakes? Absolutely. Uh, and injuries, yes. But they've persevered through it, and they're definitely balling. Um, Nick Bosa, Eric Armistead. Like, Armistead leads the Niners these last two games in sacks. And he had two and a half sacks when they last faced the Rams. Um, I mean, uh, the Rams, uh, switching. You know, I know you got, you got the cheat code. My fantasy pick that helped me win in fantasy football, Baltimore Elite's finest, Cooper Cup. Okay. Uh, I got a feeling they're going to take, they're, they're going to find ways to to, 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 to to double him, which is going to open up the game for Vaughn Jefferson, OBJ, to me, in my opinion. Look for Tyler Higby. Higby, these last, what, six games has been targeted 40 times. If I'm saying that correctly, and ironically, has only and he's actually been not pretty. He's been playing pretty well. Uh, Sony Michelle, like those guys offensively. I, and listen, and I got to give Odell Beckham Jr. I, let, me, let me say this about OBJ. I, I have been on the record. I never said he quit. Uh, let me see. I'll get to that, Sean. Hey, Michelle, good to see you. Hope you had a great week. Uh, I've never once doubted Odell Beckham Jr.'s talent. I think he was a he's a great wide receiver. You know, let I'm let's just be honest. You know, he's always going to be known for that infamous catch. You know, sometimes we have to kind of look at things from a from a panoramic, unbiased view. Sometimes when you go to a team, it could be the system. Maybe it just doesn't work for you. Everybody can't thrive in and certain on certain teams, you know, like it, it's, it was crazy. Like, yes, I understand Baker Mayfield. You know, he had his moments this year, but not one time, no one called on Kevin Stefanski in the office, in the office coordinator, not one time, not saying that, you know, they're wrong at what they're saying about Baker. I mean, some of the things I, <clears throat> I mean, think about it, Baker's played, played through injuries and also too that whole Browns team at the wrong time got hurt. 
Uh, so I just feel like he's now he's on a team where he's thriving and he's playing and he's playing well. And I have to give him that and I have to give him that respect. I think he takes pressure. He takes focus away from Cooper. You know, they put because most teams, it's, it's amazing to me, particularly in that game against Tampa. They didn't double Cooper Cup. And LBJ still got his. So I just think both Stafford and OBJ are getting hot at the right moment. And I got to give Matthew Stafford some love. Look, I know, I, I, like I said earlier, I know I have, been, I have been critical. I just feel like when you invest, the your, your finance, your, your, your mortgage, your future for a guy 13 years into his career, that's a lot. <laughs> okay. And he has not, he has delivered, excuse me, he has delivered in these playoffs very, very well. I have to give Matthew Stafford that credit. Um, the only thing, if I could ask Matthew Stafford one question, if when Megatron left, would you have left then? That's just my only question. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, I already said, I already said, I already know I said his name, but a lot of people have written him off. It's time to move on from him. You know, he's injured, you know, the injuries, the money. You know, they drafted Trey Lance. I think this is the Jared, the Jimmy, Jared Cole, Jimmy Garoppolo revenge tour. I, I do. Um, I think he's doing just enough to win a championship. Look, for example, right? Look at that Tampa Bay Buccaneer team, even the 2000 Ravens. A lot of people don't know that year, for, for example, the Ravens. Tony Banks was the starter. And it was like, what, maybe like it was a stretch. Offensively, they didn't score a touchdown. And they went to Trent Dilfer. The same thing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson, yes, made a Pro Bowl, but he was the game manager. I think if you just give him enough time, if you just let him just, hey, this is what I need you to do, I think Jimmy G will deliver. Now, I didn't even mention George Kettle. I know George Kettle's going to get his. Debo Samuel's going to get his. Um, I know I have been talking, rant, ranting on the Niners um, for quite a bit. But also, too, you know, hey, you got Robbie Gold and, and Matt Gay. I think both both kickers, to me, I wish I had them on my fantasy team, even though I had Nick Folk. Thank you very much. Um, but, look, they – I look for them to have two field goals each. I'm going to say – The San Francisco 49ers, Lucinda Baxter, if you're watching, the San Francisco 49ers are going to upset the Los Angeles Rams 30-24. Guaranteed! I think so. Well, actually, let me tell you, I think Jimmy G will have two touchdowns. Elijah Mitchell... We'll have a touchdown. Debo. Yeah. I think it's going to be 30-27. 30-24, excuse me. I apologize. Um, let's transition to news around the NFL. So, uh, oh, really quick. Real quick point of order. So, the injury report for the Niners 
and the Rams game. Uh, Trent Williams did not practice. Jeff Jeff Wilson didn't practice. Elijah Mitchell was limited. Nick Bosa, Jimmy G, Alex Mack, and Aubrey Amber Thomas did play. Uh, Joseph Netboom didn't play, and John Warford was out with an illness. Van Jefferson limited, and also Taylor Rapp was limited. Uh, Andrew Wentworth was in, participated, and Greg Gaines and Buddy Howe also was in full practice. So uh, I'm kind of going to look for how that matchup with Andrew Wentworth and Nick Bosa is going to look. I think Nick Bosa is going to have his going to have going to have a day with going to have a day with him. Uh, let's okay. Let's go back to the NFL news. Uh, I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. So a couple things. I, I really wanted to talk about this first. So uh, Jeff Garcia had had made some very very out of bounds. Well, let me see. Let me, let me say that he made comments that were flagrantly ignorant, out of bounds towards Mia Kimes, uh, Mina Kimes, excuse me. Um, I know he was on a radio show in San Francisco, and he pretty he said, "I'm not going. I'm not taking back anything I said about her." Uh, this is what he actually said. Quote, first of all, I don't owe anyone an apology for my beliefs and experience at playing the court of that position. The difficulty of playing that of that position and the expectations on that position, how you qualify, you have to be one of 32 starters in the NFL. People want to tear us apart, tear, want to tear apart and tear down individuals based on statistics. The only statistic that really matters now, are you winning games or are you losing games? Now, He also uh, made some more comments where on Instagram, pretty much he was talking about what he said was not sexist. Uh, you know, he, he just, it, it was just, because I, I think, again, the criticism that people have been, giving, have been giving Jimmy Garoppolo, I do think has been a bit much. In my opinion, I do. He he is he does make his mistakes. No quarterback's perfect, but I think you kind of have to give him his flowers. He's doing enough for his team to win. Now, this was the Instagram post uh, that was said. So, and I quote: "Who the hell is Mia, Mina Kimes? And when was the last time she threw a touchdown pass in the game? Never, ever has she taken a snap, or can truly understand the ability and the mindset." the physical and mental toughness that it takes to play the quarterback position or any position in the NFL. The fact that people out there are given a platform to talk about something that they have never done is hilarious. And that's how you have to look at her. She's a joke. Let's So let's just laugh at her and support Jimmy. Root on our Niners to go out there and beat the living fuck out of one more team. That's what it takes. She'll never know that feeling. Can I get an amen? Peace. Um, first and foremost, I never played the game of football, but I've watched it for 27 years. I've been in existence. 
I I see the toll mentally, physically it takes on these guys. But the the one thing that bothers me is is I, I hate hearing that sometimes. Yes, I participated in playing in playing a sport, but it's an opinion. You know, you we we can agree to disagree. Yes, as I stated, Jimmy Garoppolo has had his moments. I'm not going to de- deny that, but you know, those comments were flat out ignorant. Because what does that say about you? That lets me know that you're a bit sensitive to criticism. Because I mean, hey, let's keep it real. When you had T.O. and and let's and I, and I like Jeff Garcia. I think Jeff Garcia was a great court was a good quarterback. I, I, my only biggest criticism is he went to Cleveland. That was it. But there were times where Jeff Garcia didn't look like what we all thought he would be. I mean, he had Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens, and I think one year they went six and ten. You let Terrell Owens disrespect you by making some vulgar comments. You know, like Mina Kynes, and not just her, women like other women in the sports media industry bust their ass every damn day. And if not, they talk sports, if not just as better. Now, I, when I look at some of the small dreams, for example, right, I, I got to give a shout out to Christina Williams. She puts in the work and the due diligence every damn day like she had broke you know she got a report that asia wilson and the las vegas aces were finalizing you know asia wilson to stay because most you know that's 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 the that's their that's who they're going to build around police report made that like it was their own police report bleacher report does that but it's like we, we we don't sit back and go, damn. I actually made I, I I like I like that point she made. Mina Kynes, Kimberly Martin, Joy Taylor, Maria Taylor, uh Malika Andrews. They all they know they know what they're talking about. You know, it, it again. I like I said. I do think some of the criticism on Jimmy Garoppolo is a, is a bit unwarranted, but let's not ignore the fact that yes, he has shown tendencies. He has his tendencies to to, to and when when it matters, he he does he does he screws up, and and again, that's part of the game, but like. Sometimes, and 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 unfortunately, I learned and I was watching Jason Whitlock when he said this: criticism is the best music you can give a player. Sometimes, guy, sometimes athletes have to hear the truth. If you're playing like trash, I mean, that use if you're not playing like we're like we we like there's an expectation of you to play, we're going to call that out. These athletes, these not all, but some of these athletes today. 
there, there's this narrative that there's this hate or or we or we or, or we just bully or whatnot. We see greatness in a lot of players. Like we say the same thing. We seen Jimmy Garoppolo. We were talking about when Tom Brady, you know, he had one at a particular time that he could have been a potential replacement for Tom Brady. We see greatness in Jimmy G. Like we like, but there are moments, like I said, where he just has these mental, he, he just break he breaks down. Now, people are saying they have no faith in Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, hey, Jimmy, this is where you go out there and you prove your doubters wrong. And that's why I think the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers are going to have a rematch in Super Bowl 56. Guaranteed! But to publicly insult a journalist, particularly a woman, because all she's doing is giving an opinion and she does know what the hell she's talking about. Cause I watch her on first take and, and she's also, I think she's also on NFL network sometimes if I'm not mistaken. Who, who are we to sit there and say, Oh, that's kind of like saying uh, your opinion doesn't matter. If that's the case, then me doing this podcast, Every, when, I, when I talk, when I give my opinion, oh, it doesn't matter because I didn't play the game of football. Playing it and watching it, yes, it's two different things. I understand that. But I'm just giving an opinion. And if you can't respect my opinion and you want to get publicly go on the social media and publicly criticize and say, I don't know what I'm talking about. And they say, hey, okay, well, you know, I didn't like that opinion. Keep it moving. You didn't like what she said? Keep it moving. Because look, you got a whole bunch of people coming after you and making con- and, and saying, like, that, that was just out of bounds. And, and the way Mia handled that was was it had class and it was respect and it was respectful. Most people are all quick to, to bring up dirt and all this other stuff. And on top of all the journalists that came to her defense. Didn't need she didn't need that. She had she handled it herself. Sometimes, ladies, again, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta have thick skin. People are going to criticize, talk crap about you all the time. You gotta develop thick skin. And I shot them in the comments. Jeff Garcia, you're you you were a great quarter, you were a good quarterback when you would you know when you were at San Francisco, Cleveland, Tampa, but you come on, guy. Come on, man. That that's crazy. Um, next, I don't want to talk about some things that happened. So the Baltimore Ravens, they hired, uh, Mike McDonald from Michigan to be our defensive coordinator. I like it, um, which pretty much tells me we're going to go back to the four, three defense. I'll be really happy to see that because. I hate three four defense. I I don't like it. I really I really don't like it. Uh, I like the hiring. Now, some other things happened. So apparently, Ed Reed was on an interview with some with somebody, and there was a piece 
talking about he and John Harbaugh didn't really see eye to eye, but we had to iron out to win the championship. Ladies and gentlemen, as somebody who is a Raven fan, let me remind you, when Brian Billick was the head coach, he let those guys do whatever they wanted to do. When John Harbaugh came, remember, because Steve Rashadi, if I remember this correctly, and I, and I may have selective amnesia, Steve Rashadi wanted a culture change. He wanted discipline. He wanted somebody to fix what was going on. Because remember, because there was a couple of seasons where the Ravens really weren't the Ravens. And raising John Harbaugh, changed the culture. Then you're hearing all these different things. And then I think, and you know, Bernard Pollard, didn't like it. I think that's why they let him go after they won the after we won the Super Bowl. Um, it's about player leadership. Yeah, you had Terrell Suggs and Ray Lewis and, and Anquan Bowden in the locker room, but when it boils down to it, before John Harbaugh got there, you still had Ray Lewis. You still had Terrell Suggs, and even Ed Reed was there. Those seasons where we weren't a winning team. You mean to tell me? Uh, none of that. No, no player, no player meeting. Okay, we got to get our, we got to get focused on this and and this and that. Let me let me pull up. Let me let me pull up the video. Not the video, but let me show what I mean. And and look, and 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 I like Ed Reed. But I, I think these comments were a little out of bounds. That's just me. Now, now, this is what he says. Quote, leadership. This was what whoever wrote this article, okay, to me. I think was reaching. So this is what this this is what it says. Leadership matters. Look at what Baltimore has done since Ray Lewis, spelled Anquan Bolden's name wrong. Terrell Suggs and all those holding out all of us left. Maybe not what not maybe not left. But when we were not there in the building after that since 2013, I think they only won like one or two playoff games. Just for the record. Uh, when you give a guy $120 million and on top of that, your number one running back uh, injuries and also, too, when you see him hitting his then fiance on camera, that's money that, unfortunately, we had to we had to fork we had to fork over. That contract with, with by Joe Flacco was horrible, okay? And on top of that, um, I'm not going to ignore the fact, yes, I will say we didn't do enough to get to keep to be consistent. Jacoby Jones, we get, we had given him a contract. That didn't work. Uh, and paying certain guys, you know, like I think at one time we had – Oh my gosh, like even some of the free agents that offense, the offensive line. Uh I don't think Ben Grubbs had left. 
Brian McKinney had left. Matt Burke retired. Uh, then we got, oh, can I get a surname from Tampa? He was actually pretty good, too. Um, yes, unfortunately, when you win a Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen, your team is not the same. So, obviously, a new identity, because for years, Baltimore has always been historically power run football and defense. So, when you, after when you win a Super Bowl and you lose practically what? You two best players, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, what's your identity? Your identity is not the same. But let me finish. Like the Ravens haven't done much, Reed says. I just, you know, we were big pieces to that. And, you know, no matter what nobody says, we were huge pieces to that. As much people want us gone, you know, it takes the right guys in the locker room. The locker room is for the players. You know, the locker room is led by players. Coaches don't lead grown men. It's a partnership. You know, it's a truly partnership when you get to the league. And, like, there was this narrative that was created that it was Harbaugh, John Harbaugh's fault. First and foremost, before John Harbaugh had gotten there, they didn't win a playoff game. That is a fact. Um, even before Ed Reed and Terrell Suggs had gotten there. That's a fact. Number two, um, it, it, it just seems like to me, players like today, for some, I don't know what this is. I don't know where this comes from, but it just seems like we, we, we're so quick to put, make, to, to, to create narratives that are, that make absolutely no sense. Like we have people that want Lamar Jackson traded and John Harbaugh fired. I, I don't understand that. And he even said in, in, in the video, which I thought was just really weird, quote, there were times where I didn't want to be in Baltimore when Coach Harbaugh got there. We had to iron it out. I state, I stated Steve shot on the culture change, particularly um, when he fired Brian Billy. And, yes, it sucked. I was surprised, but it needed to happen. And look where it has gotten us. It's gotten us to uh, a Super Bowl. You know, we have been probably, what, other than a few years up until the Super Bowl, yes. John Harbaugh has, what, one of the highest winning positions in the NFL. Like, unfortunately, like, I, I just hate that people all of a sudden are creating these narratives about John Harbaugh. And 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 my question is, okay, you fire him, who are you replacing him with? I'll wait. Ed Reed. If he didn't want, if he didn't like John Harbaugh, Ed Reed could have left. Before, he could. He, there, was, there was plenty of time for Ed Reed to leave. I'm not talking about him going to Houston and playing with the Jets. I'm talking before. Hey, sometimes guys have to let their pride go and do what's best. Look, we're here to win football games. This ain't this this ain't about this ain't about you. It's about winning football games and trying to win a championship. That's what matters. I, I, I thought that was out of bounds. And, and 
again, I don't know where this. It's just crazy to me too. The the unfortunately the, these fair weather fans have been given platforms like Twitter, Instagram, Reddit. Now I want to say much of Reddit because I think there's some, there's some true fans on that. I'm talking about like Twitter, for example. Let me just, let me just stick on Twitter. Just if your team is not performing well, like this is the first season with Lamar Jackson as a starting quarterback. We don't make the playoffs. No hell is broken loose. Oh, we get the honey badger. Oh, if we sign, we sign this guy. We draft CJ uh, Saucer uh, Saucer Gardner. We we draft him. And we signed this guy. Oh, the Ravens are straight. Did you not pay attention to the offensive line this year? Did you not pay attention to he didn't have a running game this year? Did you not pay attention to how the, how the defense against the pass was god-awful? Like, great, as respectfully, I have, I have much respect for Dan, for Mark, for Wink Martindale, it got stale. I trust my eyes. I know what I saw. I saw the team with plagued by injuries and COVID didn't look like a did not look like a team that should have made the playoffs. And that's a fact. But it just bothers me about these fans today, man. Some of these it just it, I just ooh, ooh. Let, let me just let me move on. Uh the Washington football team is supposed to next week, this upcoming week, announce the team name. Uh, ironically, the, ne- the next day, Congress is supposed to investigate the Washington football team. What is really interesting about Dan Snyder, he's trying to avoid going to jail. I think Dan Snyder knows his days are numbered to me, but I feel like he knows it. Um, me personally, I, I don't know. I, I I have a couple names. I like Red Wolves, Warriors, um, Red Tails. Uh, we'll see. Couple names. I, now supposedly it got leaked uh, on Twitter. Supposedly, but I think that was all just to, just to get us all riled up. Um, so apparently, also to the Sam, the New York Giants, they hired uh, Buffalo Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dabble as head coach. I think that was a good, a good move. Uh, I wish we had figured out how to get him and get rid of Greg Roman, but that is okay. Uh, he's got some. He's got some talent. I mean, I I'm going to give Daniel Jones one more year. I think it's a little. I, I feel like. Last year, he didn't have weapons. They got Kadarius Tony. They got Slayton, but Kenny Galladay didn't have a good year. This is a some. This is somebody they paid big bucks to, and you know Andrew Thomas had more touchdowns than Kadarius Tony and and uh, Kenny Galladay combined. <laughs> you know that's a, and that's embarrassing. Uh, you also got to look at your number, your first round running, first round draft pick, uh, Saquon Barkley. He's missed some games too. So, I, I mean, unfortunately, yes, the Giants have had the, the unfortunate bad luck of injuries. But um, 
I, I can't I can't ignore what what they I can't ignore the things that I see that plague the, the Giants. I think the biggest thing is staying healthy. Um and also too, they got some guys on this on the books. I think they count like less under like almost under 30, negative 30 million in the whole thing. It's like around 26. So some guys wanted to come off the books, uh, unfortunately. Did it really just kick me out? Did y'all catch that when I was talking about the Giants? Because it froze on my end. Um, uh, uh, let me just sum it all up again. The Giants got some off, got some offseason work to do. Uh, they're like twenty negative twenty six million dollars in the hole. Uh, I think you get those guys healthy, and I think bonding wise, I think the San Francisco Giants are okay, but they got a long way to go. Okay. Um, Back to the uh, frozen again. Uh, the 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 Washington. I went back to Washington. So apparently, the uh, a domain on Twitter uh, was. Supposedly the commanders. I don't think that's true. Me personally, I don't think so. We'll just have to wait until next. We'll just have to wait until this upcoming week. Um, so uh, the Packers are going to get compensatory picks for Corey Lindsay moving on and uh, Williams. I can't think of his first name. His name escapes me. When you go to a free, when, you, when you go to a free, when you're leaving free agency, ladies and gentlemen, uh, depending on how you play and where the team lands, uh, you you get a compensatory pick. So we'll see what the, what the Packers do with that. Uh, I know the GM came out about with, for the Saints. He talked about you know what's the next you know moves now that Sean Payton's gone. Uh, it de- that definitely that definitely shook me. I ain't gonna lie. I, I I feel like because I think just the last couple the last couple years they're not the same team. I mean, on top of the Elvin Kamara battled injuries, Michael Thomas wasn't there all year, and didn't have you know Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill got hurt. Not the same team. Uh, I think the Saints know what they have to do. They are in the red badly. I think they're like negative 75 million. So they definitely, definitely uh, got their work cut up for them. And that's, not, that's, that's really not funny at all. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, he got 
hired by the Denver Broncos. I actually like that hiring. Um, I, this is just me personally. Defensive coaches should not be head coaches. Uh, I, I felt like it just didn't work with Vic Fangio. Uh, I mean, there were flashes, but I, I felt like it never truly worked. That's just me. Um, yeah, I think he's definitely he's got he's got he's got some pieces. I ain't gonna lie. Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, uh, Patrick Sutlin. Uh, I don't know what he's gonna do about if they want to bring back Teddy, running back with Teddy, or move or you know try to you can look for a quarterback or just stick with Drew Locke. So. Kevin Colbert, he, for the Pittsburgh Steelers GM, shout out to Cindy Swinton and Sean Spencer. They talked about this earlier today. He is stepping down after the draft. He's been with them since 2000. Wow, yeah, he's makes me kind of feel old now. He's drafted some, he drafted some dogs and made some big trades. Getting Jerome Bettis, Big Ben, uh, James Harrison, Troy Palomalu, Heinz Ward, Plexico Burris, Troy Edwards, Mark Bruner, Heath, uh, Heath Miller. Yeah, wow. Pittsburgh, you know, their their quarterback, GM, and their defensive coordinator all in one week. Golly. That's that's crazy. Um, Jerry Jones talking about a radio and the radio talk show in uh, in that in Dallas. Uh, it seems like I, I I just smell something in the water with 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 the Cowboys. Dan Quinn got an extension. Dan Quinn didn't take any other offers that was offered to him by other teams that were interested in him. I think Mike McCarthy knows his writings on the wall. If the Dallas Cowboys don't get to the NFC championship next season, Mike McCarthy will be fired. Guaranteed. Play. Did not play. Guaranteed. Okay. I apologize with my end, ladies and gentlemen. It just it's acting funny. Um I feel like you're going to hear things, for example, well, there was uh turmoil with uh the play calling, there are disagreements, uh blah 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 blah. And I guarantee you, Dan Quinn is sitting there with his with his thumb with his, his thumb twiddling his thumbs. Waiting to be the next head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I guarantee it. It would not phase me. Okay. Uh, now, the senior Pro Bowl, the senior Pro Bowl for this year, the players have been announced. Um, this is pretty much almost like just to, to me. I feel like it's just like the like not the comment, but just to see uh, what these guys look like. So it's coming on Saturday tomorrow. 230. Uh it's supposed to be a hundred like 110 prospects. Uh so I I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. Unless we like over three days of practice. Um obviously the weigh-ins and yeah. Kind of curious to see what it's gonna look like. I can't wait. 
I cannot wait. Um, what else is going on in the news? Let's see. Uh, oh, we already talked about Big Ben uh, as he's he's stepping down after eighteen after eighteen years with the Steelers. Uh, I wish him all nothing nothing but the best in future endeavors. Uh, first Hall of Famer, first Bell Hall of Famer in my book. Um, AJ Brown has been thinking about playing baseball. He wants to be better than Michael Jordan was. Oh my gosh! Okay, he, he was actually, ironically, uh, I think he was drafted by the Padres. If I want to say that correctly, because he did play football and baseball. So I'm kind of interesting to. I'm kind of curious to see where that's going to go. Uh, personally, I I feel like AJ Brown. I, I don't know. So he says he when he said he wants to be better than Michael Jordan. I mean, let's keep it real. They majorly base baseball was on strike at that time. Not no, I take it back. No, they weren't. When he played, he just retired from basketball. So anywho, uh, the Bears hired Matt. Ibra Flores as head coach. Uh, he's the Colts defensive coordinator. And if I'm the if I'm now the new GM for the uh, for the Bears, uh, look for an offensive coordinator, please. I will I, I will happily uh, offer you Mr. Greg Roman, sir. <laughs> and, you know, if you want. Uh, I. I want to see what that looks like. I, I think I, I feel like there's definitely a uh, a chance that they can do some things because that defense, to me, that defense is still like in top fifteen in my book. It just I think they, the Bears got to figure some things out. You know, do they want to maintain Allen Robinson? Uh, you know. Mark, you know, Dar Darnell Mooney, he's definitely a good wide receiver. Mark, he's good when you want to keep him. The Bears got some questions they have to address. You know, that that you know that running back tangent. You got Montgomery, Clear Herbert, uh, Terry Cohen. Uh, you got – they got studs. They just got to figure what they – I think it's just – I think it's just a new voice that's needed. So uh, the Panthers hired – Chris Talbert as their special teams coordinator. Uh, last team I remember him was with, with the Bengals and the Bears. So then the Bengals, they have been practicing, speaking on that. Uh, they have been preparing for the, the chance at Arrowhead Stadium. That's going to be interesting. So we'll see. Uh, also, too, I got to give a shout out to Jerome Bettis. Um, went to Notre Dame. He got his bachelor's degree. Uh, much respect. Um, never, it's never too late to finish school. Um, that's the message. I mean, pretty much, I, I summarized from that video he took. He, you know, football is great, but to me, education will get you further in life 
than throwing a football, hitting a home run, or dribbling a basketball. That's just that's just my opinion. Uh, Mr. Brandon Brooks uh, is calling it a career after 10 years with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, good offensive lineman. Uh, also, two <laughs> injuries, too, kind of impacted him as well. So I wish him all nothing but the best. Uh, like I said, we're getting ready for the draft. I need to really sit down and figure out uh, a draft order, a mock draft for the Ravens and what they need. I feel like the Ravens do. I feel like I, I know what they need. It's where and how they're going to get it. So definitely be in tune for that. Let's transition to Major League Baseball. Again, I just wanted to, again, apologize for having a little bit of computer issues. Uh, but it's it's all good. We're still we're, we're looking good. We're still waiting for labor talks to continue. They have the owner, the league, and the play association. They have met, but there's really no um, progress so far. Now, supposedly, uh, Mr. Scott Burroughs is also involved in these conversations. Um because I mean, pretty much he. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a disdain for him. It's just guys get a lot of money off him. It's good. I want guys to get their money. Um, what else is going on? The. I was reading something where there was the proposed changes to salary minimum. For example, the article I talked about the the Texas Rangers, right? So, like, here's the thing. According to, and I had, and I actually had to, you had to use this. I used, I looked at the Rangers. Matter of fact, let's do this. I'm gonna use the Orioles too. Cause it's a little different for the Orioles because we 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 just. Michael Elias, shot to Michael Elias. He's he's he, he he's he's building something special here in Baltimore. I just wish he'd get at least just one free agent to just hold the fort down. Stop signing. Uh, never mind. Let me get off that. But okay, check this out. The highest paid players um, that could potentially be on the opening day roster. I took for example Nick Solak. Okay, I think he's supposed to make like almost six hundred thousand dollars. Okay, now I looked at, for example, for the Orioles, Trey Mancini. This is his third year being arbitrated. He's supposed he will be the highest paid player. He the he will make eight million dollars. Behind him is Jordan Lyles. Five and a half million. Okay. Then you've got Anthony Santander, Tanner Scott, Paul Fry, John Means. Ladies and gentlemen, the total payroll for the 2022 season for the Baltimore Orioles is under $30 million. With oh my God! So when are we gonna say something about it? I'm, just, you know what? I'm gonna walk away. I'll be right back because I'm scared I'm gonna say something that might get me in trouble. Cause I'm pissed. I'm pissed.
And on top of that, everybody else that's on this 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 potentially opening day roster are either pre-arbitrations or vets. The only veteran contract is Ruin or Door, and he's supposed to make like five hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, five hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. And then, like looking at the Texas Rangers, other than Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, uh, their payroll is ten million dollars like how i broke it how they broke it down was you've got like for example if you've like okay like kobe allard dennis santan nick so like have played three years on the big league roster so they're gonna make like about seven hundred thousand um this is what the major but this is what the proposal will look like so I think I'll use Ganny Hernandez. He hasn't played one year. Let's play less than one year, right? He'll get $615,000. Now, someone like Dane Dunning, uh, Adonis Garcia, Jonah uh, Helms, Spencer Howard, it's like one to two years, they'll get $650,000. Now, Major League Baseball, the they, they, they want that fixed. The players want it fixed. Um, they want the minimum to be 775 and then almost like $900,000. So, for example, uh, Nick Solak or Trey Mancini <laughs> could make more than what they're making. Uh, I I don't think it's going to work. I, 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 think, I think it's we're going to be – I think – there's going to be no agreement to that whatsoever. Uh, we're talking about the Hall of Fame. Uh, we're not going to talk about that again. Uh, David Ortiz is going to the Hall of Fame, one Hall of Famer. And I was surprised, again, Armel Vesquel and Jimmy Rollins didn't make it. That's okay. So uh, let's transition painfully to the NBA, I really don't want to talk about this team, but I have no choice. Uh, the Washington Wizards. After this embarrassing performance, blowing a 35-point lead at home to the Los Angeles Clippers. What the hell was that? I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. Get it together. Y'all look like trash. You know, I, 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 I honestly, they play the Grizzlies tomorrow, and I'll be honest with y'all, I don't want to watch them. I, I mean, how, what, what am I supposed to? I, how can I, after watching them blow a thirty-five point lead, turn around the next game and say, "Oh, okay, I'm going to watch them again." Now. This 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 was on Reddit. This was on Reddit. Uh, the person it was Church of Dinwiddie. Now the title of this was "Everybody Deserves Responsibility, but Not Everyone Deserves Blame." I'm quoting what this person wrote. I'm going to be real. This rebuilding this rebuild without rebuilding strategy has been dead from the beginning. As soon as we decided to bring back the secondhand man to possibly the worst GM in NBA history as a new GM, we should have known this was doomed to fail. 
if not only the strategy itself failed, the Heat had a similar strategy and it worked. The difference is that low lottery picks they drafted and a defensive caliber player of the year and a six-man player of the year while we drafted Ori Hashimura and Denny Ajadea. They had to hit on at least one of these draft picks and they just drafted role players. That's the organization's fault. And that starts at the top. Bradley Beal gets a lot of a lot of shit. And let's be real. He definitely deserves it for his subpar play this season and his lack of leadership. But people say he's selfish and holding the franchise hostage. Nah. It's his right to get as much money as he can if the organization could get him, could give it to him, and it's their fault. And that starts at the top. And don't start with the wall versus versus Beal, comparing one to another. Let's be real. Neither of, the, neither of them were leaders in any sense. Wall had just won more games because he had a better team around him. I disagree with that. Uh, including one of the best second options in the NBA. Neither of them were worth giving that max, and neither could actually lead a team because they had no training because, let's be real, who was disciplining them and telling them habits needed, and needed on and off the court as team stars. No one. And that's organizational failure that starts at the top. Everybody deserves responsibility, but not everybody deserves blame. There's one person who's running this team for the past 10 years and through the failures of two stars whose single-handed reason where we're at is Mr. Ted Leonis. You deserve the blame. As long as you run this team this way, you will never win. And let's be honest. I don't think you care about winning. You just care about money. Did you say that? Shame on you. And it's sad because there are such dominant fan bases in an area that loves basketball and generations of potential fans will be ruined by your selfish ownership of the team. Either change your ways or sell because until then, you'll never be popular and your team will always be an irrelevant laughingstock just as they are today. And honestly and truthfully, I can't get mad at that. The Wizards, let's keep it real. Since when they they had acquired Paul Pierce, that was probably the Wizards at their peak. John Wall, I don't, I was never sold on them giving Marsha Gore top money. I felt like they could have moved on and found somebody else. Uh, John Wall was number one overall pick. I feel like he was the franchise make player. I mean, let's get keep it going. You're getting over Gilbert Arenas, Karan Butler, Antoine Jamison. Yes, you're moving on from those guys. And those first of the years, Randy Whitman was the head coach. Yes, the Wizards were mediocre. Yes, and it does start at top. I do agree with that. But it's another thing when you don't, when, when, when we like we were t- like when we see it, we were ten and three. We were first place. Now looking at the Wizards, let me pull up the standings. And I had talked about this in a pre in an episode on the podcast. I can't remember. I think it was either season three or season four about Ted Leonis. And, and it's not a slight at him, but it's his focus is not on the Wizards or the Mystics. 
It's the Washington Capitals. Like, my, my question is, when Alex Ovechkin hangs it up, what, like, I, I, to me, I, when you're an owner of, not, of monumental sports, you're not only owning just the Capitals, you're owning the Wizards, and you're owning the Mystics. The Wizards have been mediocre. Free agents that haven't panned out. When you look at this team, this team is supposed to be better than what it is. If the playoffs started today, the Washington Wizards would not even make the playoffs. They'd probably get in the play-in games. Yeah, Bradley Beal hasn't been playing like the guy he's supposed to. His body language does say does say does say a lot, and it pisses me off. I think he's a good player, but the appreciation. The, the, the are, I do agree that they're two different players, but I would have given John Wall the money first before I had to get Bradley Beal the money. That's just me. Okay? And on top of that, let's keep it real. Uh, when you give Nene, who had injuries, money, Gortat, subpar, and then when they paid Iman, Iman Mahimi, don't get me started on that. Okay? And then... Paul Pierce leaves. The next year, your response is signing Jarrett Dudley. Great player, but the Wizards, I think, were bounced out of the first round by the Raptors. Starts at the top. Make the same, I can make the same argument. It's the same argument can be used in baseball, football. Don't matter. When you have at the top your organization that doesn't have it has a winning mindset, but its focus is on another team, on another league. That's that, that's that's troublesome. Now, my concern, and I know it's going to, and I know it's going to come down the pipe. I, I'm a and I'm and I'm going to watch to see how this what happens with the Mystics this year. But I'm kind of curious to see when Alice Ovechkin retires, will you actually pay attention to the other two teams that you that you also own? Because it's not just about the Capitals. And I read that article where he said, you know, you're the guy to, to change the city and blah, 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 blah. Well, you got people in DC like basketball too. Hey, also too, Tommy Shepard. He is a good GM. But let's question some of these draft picks. Did we need Denny? Like, let's go back. Hold on, y'all. Not taking anything away from Roy Hashimura, I think is going to be a good player. I like Roy. I think it was a good pick. But you had, we passed up on, this is just us. Where were we? We got Corey Cashman. This is this, is, this was this year. Corey Cashman is going to be a good player. Um, let, let, let's, let, let's go back. Who, who did we pass up on? We drafted Denny when we could have drafted. Therese Halbert, Cole Anthony, Isaiah Stewart, Tyrese Maxey, RJ Hampton, Iman Quickly, uh, Desmond Bain, Kenyon Martin Jr. There were other guys we could have drafted. We could have even gotten uh, Sadiq Bey, Preston Ochanwa, Kira Lewis Jr., he's a point guard, Aaron Naismith. 
We could even got Jalen Smith out of Maryland. But we went with Diddy. Nothing wrong with him. Great. He, 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 he's, he's holding his own. But look how the heat, look how the built, look how the, look at how these teams are building their, look how, look how built their teams are. They got Miami, Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, and then they got others around them. When I look at the Wizards, you sign a guy who's coming off an injury, we all throw his career in there. Your response to, uh, you got Bertans, not a fan of that contract. Thomas Bryant coming off an injury, okay? And then Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford's minutes have been kind of shrinking with Thomas Bryant coming back in the spot and, and coming back. Like, when you have a coach come out and tell me we have to dumb down the playbook, guys not playing defense, guys, we're, we're not a good three-point shooting team. It is a result of at the top. And also, too, I question, I don't want to question what's what's Unsell Jr. gets a pass because this is his first year as coach as a coach. But I would have expected better. Like we sat here, we were talking, oh, this is easily a top, a top, a top five, top four team in the East. It's embarrassing. Watching some of these games and looking how they play. Like I, where, where's the KCP and, and, and Montrez Harrell when they were at the Lakers? Where are those two guys at? Kyle Kuzma to me is having like a has having a good year. But it's it's just it's ridiculous. To to the, the, the that game was pretty much sums up the Wizards this year. And then on top of that, to make matters worse, everybody's available. Fire sale. Just burn it all down. What? What? And you got to be kidding me. They play the Memphis Grizzlies. The Wizards are 10 and 13 on the road. Bradley Beal is averaging 23 points a game. He's not playing like the Bradley Beal. I know he, he can be. He's 30% behind three. You know, uh, Memphis, John Moran, who made the all-star team, like he's averaging 26. When you got to contain, you got to figure out how to contain Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson. <laughs> well, actually Dylan Brooks with an ankle injury. Steven Adams. The Grizzlies just coming off winning against the Spurs. You know what? The Memphis Grizzlies are being the Washington Wizards 121-99. Guaranteed. I, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not watching this game. I, I refuse. I, I, I don't. Because so, something just tells me they're going to lose. That's how that's how pissed I am. And really quick, I want to look at, back at that box score. 
that 35-point lead we, 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 we blown. I'm looking at it right now. Give me a second. This is disgusting. Why is this not working? I just need the box score. Come on. This is not hard. Okay. I have no bet. Thank you. Bradley Beal played the most minutes. 39. 23. You had one, two, three, four Clippers in double digits. Compared to... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys on for Washington in double digits. Let that sink in, people. Let it sink. Let's transition. Let's transition to college basketball. Oh, I'm sorry. Before we transition into college basketball, let me take the opportunity to congratulate this year's All-Stars. Uh, starting in the East, uh, Kevin Durant. I know he said he's going to sit out due to injury, so they got to find a replacement for him. Uh, Trey Young, John Morant, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. Ante Takumpo. Um, the West, Anthony Wiggins, Steph Curry, LeBron, Nikolai Jokic, and uh, Steph Curry. Oh, uh, DeMar DeRozan in the East. I said John Moran. I'm sorry. What? In the East, DeMar DeRozan, Trey Young, and Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, and Giannis. And then LeBron, Nikolai Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, John Morant. Now, uh, reserves in the East. Oh, that's tough. LaMelo Ball. It's got to be one. Evan Dennis Garland. Zach Levine. I'm trying to figure out who else in the East. I need like a center. That's what I can think in the East. In the West, Devin Booker. Wow, it's tough in the West. I got to think about that one for the West, ladies and gentlemen. I got to think. That, that, that one's tough. 
That was tough because guys I, I see in the West are all in, in injuries. Um, maybe you could put like I, nah, I gotta think about that one. I'll get. I gotta think about that one. Now I can transition to Maryland basketball. Um, the women's, the women, they played Rutgers University, and the final score, ladies and gentlemen, against the Lady Scarlet against the Scarlet Knights. Maryland won that game. The final score, 72-55. Let me play my clip. One second. Big win. Um, we're now that now two and zero in the year against Rutgers. Uh, we're starting. To, it's starting to look better. I'm starting to notice the last couple of games is looking better, uh, particularly on the offense. Andrew Reese, man, yeah, I think she's a. You got to give her. Uh, she's got to be candidate for big Big Ten Player of the Year. Um, like, oh. She had – let me just look at the box score, okay? She had a double-double of 14 and 12 points. Chloe Bibby had 22 points. Uh, coming off a big win against Northwestern, I said the biggest thing was in that game against Northwestern, shooting the perimeter. Like, going into that game against – against Rutgers, we shot 54%. And, like, Rutgers, they didn't – okay, in the first quarter, they played well. But in the second quarter, the Terps, we looked – we kind of reverted back to some of our old ways. Like, we only shot under – we shot under 30% in the second quarter and turned the ball over 10 times. Those are the things that's going to hurt that, that Maryland has to continue to clean up. Like, and it kind of happened uh, the last time we had saw them. Maryland only had 14 points. And just want to point this out, didn't have Diamond Miller. We didn't have Faith Mason Monums. And we turned the ball over 23 times against the Rutgers the last time we saw them. With oh children. my God! The Scarlet Knights didn't take care of the basketball. They turned the ball over twenty times, um, and that last turn, that twenty turnover came in within like the third quarter. Like, just a this is a fun fact, ladies and gentlemen. When you're playing a t- a, a powerhouse school like Maryland or South Carolina or Stanford. Right, you have to take care of the ball. Yes, they played well and they held their own on some defense. But when you turn the ball over twenty six times in forty minutes, that's that's not a good statistic. Um, the 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 last uh, Last few seconds of that game, I almost had a heart attack. It was a three-pointer for 20, 
that's it, less than 30 seconds. The, the, those last few seconds was, was, was really, really hard to watch. Like, that, that, that can happen. I mean, no, I mean, let me take it back. The Scarlet Knights, for less than 30 seconds, took the lead. Like, yes, second half, they played better. Chloe Bibby now is fourth 20-point performance. Last, like, now five games. The Terrapins as a collective unit had 18 dime pieces. But, again, you know, they're playing perimeter defense, you know, which we all have – we were all critical of and looked better. Um we got to cut down the turnovers. We cut down on that, and we're making shots. And, again, those little things like that, Maryland will pick it up. Big win. Now, they play Penn State this weekend, Sunday. Okay? Uh, we, 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 we should win this game by, by default. We, we really should. Um, let me just make sure. Give me one second. I want to make sure I have this. It's just loading slow. Hold on. There we go. Okay. Am I here? Am I good? Nay, nay. Okay. I had to finish fixing. This one, I apologize. But uh, the last time these two saw each other, um, Maryland. Let's look at let's look at the score because they did face Penn State the last time. I'm looking. Uh, we had beat them 106-78. I think this is going to be light work. Um, they know what they have to do. I said, you know, they just have to continue to work on the little things and don't uh, be impacted by uh, the the perimeter defense looks good, making shots. You know, we got to cut down the turnovers. You know, I know Angel Reese is going to do continue to do her thing. Chloe Bibby. I think this needs to be a state. This needs to be another another win for the Terps. To me, I feel this is a must, a big win. I think if they do that, I think they'll be okay. Uh, my only concern is just again, you know, we, we just we tend we have a tendency to fall into bad habits, and I I know what they can fix. I know what they will do. Um, but I can't ignore that our potential defensive player of the year, you know, it, it, she's going to, she's going to continue to do her thing. Um, I look for her to be the leading scorer. I think she's going to have 
27 points. Uh, I'm going to say the Maryland the Lady Terps beat Penn State 105-80. Guaranteed. Uh, let's transition to the men as they play Indiana this weekend as well. Uh, last two wins have been very big. We beat Illinois, and uh, they didn't have their star. Couple things: missed shot to Mike Woodson, uh, former coach for the Knicks, Hawks. Also, teams on assistant coach with the Pistons back in all, but they beat Kobe and Shaq. Um, they're right now they're fifteen and five. They're six and four in the Big Ten. They look better than what they were last year. Um, he, Mike Woodson, went to Indiana, so um, I already know the type of the type of you know team that he's built. It starts with his defense. Uh, they're ranked number one in the Big Ten. They only allow under 65 points a game. Uh, they're also like a scoring margin of 10 or more points, which is like fourth. Uh, Indiana also has like five and a half blocks a game. Behind them is Michigan State. Uh, Maryland, as, as a cohesive unit, we definitely have a tendency to be out of sync when scoring the basketball. Uh, we turned the ball over roughly 12 times uh, while we Indiana is going to take advantage of that. Now, fun fact, look at their schedule. They're one and four away from, from home particularly um, in the uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge. They lost to Syracuse, okay? Uh, they lost an actually double overtime. Then they went to Wisconsin, lost that game. And then they lost to Penn State, <laughs> okay? Now, we should take advantage of that. That's just me. Because this is this is a... This, this is a this is a big win for us. We're home. Okay. Take advantage of that. Now, I look at some of these guys that he's got. Trace Jackson Davis. Oh my goodness. Um he's third in reboundings and the first uh he has blocked the ball 56 times, which averages out to what I saw was like Almost three blocks a game. Okay. Uh, Xavier Johnson, he's a senior. I like him. Uh, and then we got another guy to worry about who is a, steep, a, a, stat, steep, a, a stat sheet stuffer. Uh, plays alongside him. His name is Race Thompson. He's averaging 11 points and seven rebounds, seven and a half rebounds a game, if I remember that correctly. Oh my God! Like that's uh, wow. And they got length um, inside. I think what I saw what Jackson Davis is what six ten, six nine, and Thompson's like six seven, six eight. Now, uh, 
Maryland. I think their backcourt's going to, I think they're searching the backcourt. Eric Ayala and Fats Russell. Ayala had 22 points. Fats Russell had 23. Um, I'm looking for them to have a big game. When those two play well, the Terps don't look bad. Now, Kadarius Wahid and Julian Reese. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Those two are going to be the key to winning this game. Like, I, they, I, 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 the, the matchups that they've had to go up against, against particularly Big Ten opponents, it's not been pretty. I think they're picking it up. You know, uh, Julian Reese, he had 11 points. And he had, what, 10 points against Illinois. So was that what he... Julian Reese, I... No, that was what he... I'm sorry. Julian Reese, he's... I... He's been really quiet this year. He's only had... One double-digit game. In the last game against Illinois, he scored combined nine points and grabbed eight rebounds. I was Julian Reese. This is an opportunity for the two of them to hold the fort down. It starts with them. Now, After beating Quinpec, GW, and Vermont, uh, we went two and four, which was awful. Uh, we lost. Uh, we though we beat Florida, Lehigh, and Brown. Um, we got embarrassed by Rutgers and Michigan, and then we got our payback against Illinois and Rutgers. With that being said, the Maryland Terrapins are going to beat the Indiana Hoosiers 87-79. Guaranteed! Let's go, fellas. Come on. We got this. All right. We, we're on a, and, and they've been playing well. I don't know what Danny Manning has been saying, but they're playing well. Okay. Um, I'm just going to just really quick transition and tell some basketball because I want to be uh cognizant of time uh the game against drexel university that game actually had to be postponed because uh there was uh, no, i'm sorry delaware uh, that game had to be stopped no i'm sorry delaware yeah delaware it had to be suspended because of moisture within the stadium 
So we it's going to be moved um, to a later date, which is probably I don't know if it's suspended. I don't know if we're going to actually play that game. So we'll see. So the men could not play that game. Um, we did beat Delaware. We actually played them twice. We beat them 69-62. Okay. Um, and then for the for the women, uh, we're coming off a win against Northeastern University, 86-81. We played Hofstra Sunday. Uh, really quick, the men, they played Drexel University today. It's a home game. It's on your flow hoops. Uh, I think that the Towson Tigers, the men will wait, will win. I'm looking on lines of 75-62. Guaranteed! Uh, the women will beat Hofstra University. And, well, oof. Okay, Uh, let me just go ahead and transition to the WBA. A couple things did happen. Uh, Again, I want to give a shout out to Kristen Williams. She was the first to report it that the Las Vegas Aces are finalizing a deal for Asian Wilson to stay in Las Vegas. It only makes sense, right? Um, Because Asian Wilson, to me, is the the building piece is the core piece to build around. And I have it on the record. I still believe it. I'm not going to put a guarantee clip. If De'Arca Hamby didn't get hurt in the, in the wobble, they won, they would win the championship. That's just me. Uh, Angel McCaltry is going to the Minnesota Lynx. I'm not going to even sit here and act like I didn't know this was coming. Why act like I know this was coming because I did it. I actually like that move. Um, I think to hold the fort down until Nafisa Collier comes back because we don't really – she'll most likely miss probably the first half maybe the, of the season because she's pregnant. Uh, I actually like that move. Surprisingly, I thought she was going to go to Atlanta. So that 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 ended all the uh, – yeah, that ended all the going back to Atlanta talk. So uh, Atlanta Deladon is supposed to attend – Team USA camps for the FIBA, for the FIBA uh, basketball. Uh, that's starting next month. Uh, Era Atkins, Steffi Dawson, Alicia Gray, Chelsea Gray, Dierka Hamby, Angela McCautry, Kelsey Plum, Natasha Howard, Brianna Jones, Alyssa Thomas, Joel Lloyd, uh, Kayla McBride, and Kelsey Mitchell were selected or to participate in this camp. Now, um, I mean, Ariel Atkins, really, really quick, Ariel Atkins, Chelsea Gray, Joy Lloyd, uh, Brianna Stewart, Olympians. Uh, Della Dawn, 2016, Angel McCultry, 2012 and 2016. So Cheryl Reeves, uh, she is the team, she's the coach. Uh, starting for Team USA Women for, I think, up until 2024, I think it is. So 
uh, I'm a little concerned about that because I, I, uh, sorry, I, I have just been with, with Elena Deladon, one of my favorite basketball players. Uh, I have been on the record. I'm just a firm believer. It's just time to just move on because if I'm trying to move, if I'm trying to run it back for the mystics, I can't wait for her. I, we don't, we don't know what the status is of, you know, where her progress is with, with rehab. And, and to be honest, that's really not about business. As long as, you know, she's doing her thing, she's doing her thing. I mean, I, I can't wait to see her out there, you know, on the court, you know, getting ready for the FIBA games. Um, I'm also looking to see where, where Coach T and this team, what the Mystics are going to do. I mean, they are finalizing a deal to get Maisha Hines-Allen back, thank God. Um, it's looking like Emma Mieseman's not coming back because I know Ann Walters, who's with the Chicago Sky, is trying to get her to come play for Chicago. So they got a connection there, obviously. Um, I I just I, I stick by my comments. I, 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 I There's no harm. There's no malice intent. I just feel like the, the Mystics need to just rebuild. That's just me. Um, you got the number one overall pick. You don't really you don't really have the money to spend, so you're going to, have to cut corners if you want to run it back, and you're going to have to really sit down with if you want to bring Tina Charles back and say, "Yo, like this is the plan." Like, don't get me wrong, a, a healthy Tina Charles, Deladon, and whoever the number one overall pick, which would be Ryan Howard. Um, is going to the NBA final, WNBA final. Guaranteed. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Brianne January, it looks like she's going to Seattle. Uh, when they signed Courtney Williams, the Connecticut Sun, by the way, I figured Brianne, Brianne January was going to, uh, they weren't going to sign her because you could you had somebody had to go. I mean, you couldn't sign everybody. So that that sucks. I mean, the biggest thing was their backcourt, the shooting, and Courtney Williams definitely Courtney Williams definitely has a good mid-range game. And I definitely think it's a it's a it's an upgrade. Brand January, she's a great defender. I wish the missus actually took a look at it because we could use some defense point guard. Other than Natasha Cloud, who I believe will be defensive player of the year. I'm gonna hold off on that. A candidate, in my opinion. Um, Stephanie Jones, that's Brenda Jones' sister. She's staying in Connecticut. Uh, it's now starting to heat up with the free agency. It's starting to heat up. Uh, Stephanie Dolson is now late. Has now, yes, her two teams are either the Seattle Storm or the New York Liberty. That should be interesting. Steffi Dolson signs with the New York Liberty. Guaranteed. Um, what else happened? Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, Coria Lee says she's staying. She's not going to end the draft, which is good. Uh, she wants to finish out her, her college basketball career. I'm not mad at that. Uh, we'll see. So, I mean, 
it's been slow with the free agency, but it's it's slowly but surely picking up. Um, I want to take this opportunity to transition into Athletes Unlimited basketball. This was still week one. Uh, great basketball. Great basketball. I really enjoyed watching it. Uh, today's games were on FN, was on Fox Sports. Uh, first couple games was on, well, the first game was on YouTube, Twitter. I didn't even know it was on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, Facebook. I know they had some issues with YouTube, but they fixed it. So <clears throat> I'm going to start with the first game. Uh, I, I, I got to pick my pride off the floor. Uh, I said, uh, Team Sims would beat Team Russell and <laughs> oh my gosh, I got I I got that so wrong. Uh, they at Team Russell beat Team Sims eighty seventy one. Um, Lexi Brown, man, my God. The girl can play. I've my I've seen her. I it was when she was at Maryland and that other school that she transferred to. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not letting that go. I'm sorry, Lexi. I love you. <laughs> no, all seriousness, Lexi Brown, man. She's reminding people who the hell she is, and um, she 19 points. Uh, we also had said Taj Cole. At twenty one, um, I think to me the first the first half both teams kind of was filling each other out. Um, I think the biggest kind of thing was the amount of turnovers that Team Sims had. Like they turned the ball over eighteen times, and that 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 was kind of an alarming. I think that was kind of the one of the factors they lost the game, and also too. Team Russell has shot 47, 41%, excuse me, from the field and held Team Sims to under 40. Uh, Essence, Carlson, Carson, and Brianna, and Brianna Jackson had 15 apiece. Isaac Sims had 14. Uh, the scoring still, I've still got to get, I, it still kind of throws me off because it's like, like how how does this work again? So, because as as of right now, Natasha Cloud has a thousand points, and behind her is Lexi Brown, and then behind her is Izzy, Isabel Harrison, Jantel Lavender, Kelsey Mitchell, top five. Um, that's not for that. Now, Lexi Brown not only. She can play defense, playing the passing lanes, you know, and transition, being aggressive, like pick and just keeping just the tempo. I just feel like team, every time where Odyssey's team tried to come back, Team Russell just took just took up another level. Now, um I was shocked. Okay, so pretty much how it worked was. Um, how it works is the team that's the tie in the third quarter was worth 100 points for Team Russell, and then 
they earned an extra 100 points for winning the game sets with 250 overall, and then only team sims only earned 50. That, that's I'm, I got to get. I'm, I'm still I still got to do study that. It really it really threw me off. It was like you get 20 points. It, it, this is an interesting scoring statistic. Then uh, Team Carrington came back and beat. Team Kelsey, Team Kelsey, Team Mitchell, 92, 85. What the hell was that? Hey, what the hell? You freaking kidding me? Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I got to pick my part off the floor again. Uh, in the fourth quarter, Team Mitchell was held under to 25, under 25%. And Team Carrington went on a 22-5 run. Isabel Harrison led the team with 21 points. Um, Natasha Cloud had 18 Jantel Lavender had 16. Mimi Jackson had 14. Dejanet Carrington had a double-double, 13-11. Kurt Miller, need to find a way to give Dejanet Carrington some minutes in Connecticut. I don't know how you're going to do it, but the girl can play, okay? Well, she, I already seen what she could play when she was at Baylor. But uh, like the first half, Team Mitchell looked pretty good. They shot perfectly in the first quarter. They shot under 50%, even though they were not that great from three. They only shot one of seven. Kelsey Mitchell had, I think, eight points going in that first quarter. Um, I, I just felt like it was right there. <laughs> but the fourth quarter, I was like, oh, my gosh, it did not happen. Um I just felt like even with, you know, Tiana Hawkins had 10 points. It just wasn't enough. Like they tried to come back, but. So how it worked is each player on team Carrington earned 250 points and also winning the first and third and fourth quarter and team Mitchell who outscored them 25th, 2014, 2024 to 15, only earned 50 points. So that was the first two games. Uh, well, I said, uh, well, hold on. I, this this game, I had to turn it off. I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but team character, the, the third game, team character versus team Russell. That, ladies and gentlemen, that was a great basketball game. Oh my gosh! Um, where where do I begin? Um, everybody looked focused. Everybody came out ready to play. Uh, second, and protect. I'm gonna start with the overtime. Dijanae had 16 of her 30 points. 
including the 13 in the double overtime. Okay. Isabel Harris had a double double. Gentel Lavender had a double double. Uh, Natasha Cloud had 19 and 15. Because she had, what, 13 on Wednesday? And Mimi Jackson had 11 points. Now, Taj Cole needs to get some looks and on the WNBA roster. She had tied the game with let, under two seconds. She, she had 24 points. Lauren Manis, former Maryland Turk, had 19 points. Lexi Brown had 15. Uh, Danielle, Danny McCray, the two of them, I still got to figure who, who, who's who. She had 18. It was a great game. I, I really I, like so far this league has, has has not disappointed. And uh the only thing I will say that was kind of interesting, um I still feel like there I think as the, the game was progressing, I think the pace of the game got better. You know, there were questionable shots I didn't like, like for example in the second quarter, right? Where uh Team Russell, they had a great shooting game in the second quarter, but shooting the three, they weren't that great in the first half. Where Team Carrington, if looking at, I'm like, they're not. I, I, if it doesn't work, go to something else. That that's just me. Um, and again, from what I understood, I'm just looking at what I understood here. Uh, Lexi Brown was MVP and you get more additional points. And it was Natasha cloud and then Isabel Harrison. Uh, the point system, I still got to get used to. That's, that's just me. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the other game. Uh, let me just see what was the final score that really quick. I didn't get a chance because by the time I was watching, I had to get ready for the podcast. Uh, Team Mitchell beat Tim Sims 103-89. Let's see who was our leading scorer in that game. Had you kill Kalani Brown? Because Kalani Brown had 24 points just in the first half. She had 32 points. Okay, Kalani, I see you. All right. I like it. Alicia Sims had behind her 31. Essence had 15. Kiki, who I think she's just, you know, getting her to like another go around. She's just getting warmed up. Uh, okay. Let's see. Kelsey Mitchell obviously led the team and scored 27. Keanu Hawkins contributed with a good 14 points. Sydney Colston had a good 16. Liking it. I'm liking it so far. So um, tomorrow it's Team Carrington versus Team Sims. They're going to be on Fox Sports. And then that's at 7 o'clock in the evening. And they got Team Russell versus Team Mitchell. Team Carrington's beating Team Sims 95 91. Boom.
Team Mitchell's going to beat Team Russell. 87-72. Guaranteed. That's my pick. Those are my picks. I'm confident. Uh, and that's is going to conclude the first week. Uh, after that, then it's just going to be a new. It's going to be new captains, new draft, uh, and then same thing. So it'll be blue, orange, gold, purple. Uh, so we got a great first week of, fo- of football, basketball. Been really good to watch, and it hasn't disappointed at all. Uh, I have been anticipating the debut of the league. Uh, again, trying to change these narratives about women's basketball. And also, too, man, I got to give a shout out to Kalani Brown. Um, I know last past couple years, last year, and then in the bubble, you know, she shot to Christina Wins in an article, a good piece on her. Uh, it's like the titles don't, don't count me out. Obviously, we get it. The pandemic did a lot. I know she 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 put on some weight, and I've all, I've always been a I've I've been a fan of her game. Watching her at Baylor, I know what she can be. Um, this is just my personal opinion. I don't feel like centers are truly valued in basketball. Period. I think everybody like. I felt like she was a good pick by the Sparks. I've always felt like when she was traded to Atlanta, I thought that was a mistake on Derek Fisher's part because they didn't really utilize her in Atlanta. Okay. And to see where she's at, she's lost over 40 pounds. And she looks, she's coming back with a vengeance. That's why I think the Washington Mystics, Washington Mystics should sign her because uh, she would be great for post play. And we we need we need matchups like that. I, I like to see matchups against Alyssa Cambage, uh Brittany Grind. I want to see matchups like that. That's just me. So he's definitely come back with a vengeance. It's great to see her back out there. Uh, because the article, you know, it was really it was kind of it wasn't it wasn't like like man, I, I didn't realize she was, she was going through all all that. You know what I mean? It was, you know, she Talked about how she didn't like the way she looked and just things. She just want she just wasn't Kalani Brown, and you know she's she's found she's found Kalani Brown again. And, and again, shout out to her. Um, if I had the, if the Washington Mystics had that pick, I would have drafted her easily. Um, she. Then also talked about when they're in the bubble, quarantine uh, affected because she said it was, that was her lowest. Um, and I think again, also too, it was crazy for all of us. I mean, we're adjusting to something new. I mean, being stuck in the house, you couldn't go anywhere. You know, all you could really do was go to the grocery store, different things like that. Yeah, I, I will say, uh, I, I'll be honest, I, I could relate to some of the things she said where she had no motivation. Uh, she just had no drive. I remember like those first couple months, like I had no drive to do anything. I remember just waking up and just like, what am I going to do today? Like, I can't go to work. I can't go out. I can't do anything. I'm just, I'm just stuck in four walls. 
And um, now it's different. And I know she was overseas for a little bit. And, you know, she, same thing. Um, she's very spiritual. And she also talked about credit card therapy. Um, so I, it's great to see her back out there. And, that, and also, too, she's not the only one that's opened up about it. Kayla McBride was another example. Brittany Griner was another example as well. Like, mental health is real, y'all. It is. Um, I mean, if you guys hadn't seen my last episode, check it out. I have a timestamp in my little testimony. Uh, but that... That was, this was a great week of basketball. Truly is. I, I truly... Truly watched, enjoyed it. Um, it's something different and it's something refreshing and very innovative and creative. I like it. Um, I'm hoping that it expands uh, because, again, I had, I'm not, I don't like them going overseas. I just don't. That's just me. Um, I like it. With that being said, that's going to conclude this episode. I want to end this episode on another positive uh, note. Shout out to uh, Sean Spencer and uh, Janae Strother of the Let's Talk Football. Uh, had a very good, uh, they have a segment called Down and Dirty, where they just speak from what's, you know, they speak from the heart and what's on their mind. Uh Last episode, I talked about how to prepare at the plate. This little clip I'm going to show you guys was powerful. And I think you guys need to hear it. Um, if you like the video before we play the clip, if you like the video, give it a thumbs up. Share, comment, subscribe. Let me know your thoughts. Feel free to give me your suggestions. I will see you guys Tuesday. Uh, I might actually go on earlier than that because the the draft is happening for the for athletes unlimited basketball. So, yeah. Um, until then, I'm out. Y'all have a good weekend. Stay safe out here. Uh, make sure y'all have plenty of uh, stay warm. Just check on the loved ones and let's 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 make it a good weekend. Let's enjoy it. As I play this video, why is it not sharing? There we go. And it's frozen again. There we go. Hold on. Wait. Oh, guys, man, we got to get on to the last segment, man. Yo. Get on to the last segment, but. Yo. <laughs> Oh, you guys, we're sorry, man. We got to get on to the down and dirty. Yeah. Down and dirty, baby. Man, when me and get to talk about just anything that comes to our mind, anything that's on our heart, an encouragement word, uh, uh, something that we need to think about in life, but just something that's on our heart. And we hope that you guys enjoy it. If you have your own down and dirty, please reach out to us because we want to talk about different concepts and things that you may be thinking about too. So, Reach out to us, man. All right, Sean, what you got for your 
down and dirty. Yeah, yeah, yo. <laughs> first foremost, got to shout out my fiance Catherine, who's with the Philadelphia this weekend, and got me this shirt. If you if you see it, it says, "If there is no struggle, there is no progress," and that is by the great orator, Mister Frederick Douglass. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I also want to shout out Miss Ashwin, who used her uh, "Ladies Have the Final Say" to say something that I needed to hear, and even called me out. Shout out to you, Ash, because she said that everybody's sister and tells you, oh, you need to just work so much and you need to dive in. Don't take a break. If you want to you get more, you got to work more. This and that. You can't work if you're dead, okay? If you're not here because you are you are working, and you, y'all know me. For those of you who know mom, cat, Janae, y'all know. I, I, I would, I, I've got so many jobs, I was like a Jamaican at one point. I'm just sitting here, work, 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 work. That's all I knew. And, and, it, and it spills over to this show as well and to all of our shows. We know we got three, four, five shows going, and I felt like I have to be hands and micromanaging all of them, okay? And the best thing to ever happen to me, and this is why I love, this is why I love my sister over here, the best thing to ever happen to me is us creating Let's Talk Football Ladies Takeover because what that forced me to do is step back. I had to step back and trust the fact that the people that I've been riding with, not only do they have my back, but they see my vision. They see the things that we've been working for. I am in the very place, Janae, that we started. Yes. The, in the choir room at the church where we started. And, and you know, it took me everything in my power. That day that y'all first went on and I couldn't be there early, I, I mean, I was losing it. I was just, oh. And God <laughs> said, you, you said you want me to give you the desires of your heart. So that this is it. Not only that I'm doing all these shows, but that I'm creating a, a group that can do it. Each person that's on the shows that we can do can have their own show. Not everybody believes that. I believe that wholeheartedly. Yes. Everybody on Janae's show, everybody yes. on the round table, everybody, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Nathan, his own gig, um, Anthony, let's talk this week in SEC, David, Sydney, Will, Ab, all of these people can do it. You can do it. But sometimes you need somebody to just say, hey, let me give you this opportunity. Let me nudge you in this direction. Did yeah. any of us think, we, did I think I could do this at first? No, no. Janae, Janae came to me. I didn't say, I didn't say, let's do it. Janae came to me and said, do you want to do this? And I still was nervous about it. But sometimes you got to reach out on faith. And when you reach out on faith, yeah. just because you take that first step does not mean that that step is going to be easy. It does yeah. not mean that, it, that it's going to be a piece of cake and you're going to be okay. You will have to fight and suffer. I have, Janae, <laughs> you know this. I have been mentally drained from just trying to keep putting this together. And the one thing that I love you for and I love everybody in this group for is that you all have said, Sean, stop. We are here to help. We are here for yeah. you. We are here to be with you. And and you got to understand, people, I'm a stubborn guy. So for me, it's like, no, no, I don't want to let it go. I don't want to let it go. <laughs> but you guys know what it is. This is what it was supposed to be in the beginning. So my, yo, my down and dirty is you guys. I love you. Don't be afraid to do it. Yes, it's going to be a little struggle sometimes. Yes, it's going to be tiring sometimes. Yes. But you need to take care of yourself. And you need to also be able to rely on those people that are around you that love you as much as you love them because, hey, that's why we're here. So there you go, baby. I love that. I, I 
absolutely love that. Taking some time for yourself. Taking. No. Yeah. You froze again. No. In life, ladies and gentlemen, technology at its finest. Take it back to yourself, ladies and gentlemen. You need to, or else that's going to happen. You're going to freeze. All right, there you go. We back. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Sean, man. Just taking that time for yourself, being able to let other people do it because you have taught us and trained us and, and showed us what to do. So, man, I love that, Sean. I absolutely love that. Just you learning to take time to step away sometimes because if not, you're going to burn yourself out. But, Kat, I, I don't need you commenting in here saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Kat. I love it. Speaking the truth, that's exactly what he was doing, man. Hey, yo, for my down and dirty, man, uh, so the sermon at my church is not getting get, going to get churchy. Trust me. I just want to, the sermon at my church was really impactful this, this week because it was talking about we uh, the, the loss of people when people uh, we talked about this on um, the ladies takeover about suicide and people yeah. wanting to go the, go the way uh, uh, of, of your mind and thinking that, you know, you are out down and out and that you don't got it. The sermon really impacted me because it just was right on point with what me and the girls were talking about was the was don't give up yep. right before you're getting ready to have the breakthrough so a lot of us get in these feelings where we get down and we get out and we feel like it's 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 like uh it's like whatever we're, we're focused on we feel like it's not going to happen we feel like we're down and out we feel like it's it, we, we get down we get depressed we start putting down the things that we really are we're excited about we start saying they're not going to happen anymore because they haven't happened right away but let me tell you don't give up a few seconds before the breakthrough because i'm telling you we keep thinking in our minds that 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 it, it's over we're not going to be able to do it uh, uh count us out but Trust me, you are so close to what's getting ready to happen. You don't want to give up right before the breakthrough happens, right before the, the new job comes, right before the successful opportunity comes, right before you start to feel better. The thing is, you may be sad right now, but hold out till tomorrow because you never know. Tomorrow, you may feel a little better. There's a story. I'm going to do it really quick. There's a story about a car and a, a lady was riding in the car or a daughter was riding in the car with her dad and they're on this road and as soon as um, um, they start to drive and they're on this long road trip it starts to storm and the storm starts to come and, and you're looking ahead and the daughter looks at her dad and she's like should we pull over and the dad's like no keep going so uh, they keep driving they keep driving and all these trucks they start to pull over to the side of the road and she's like geez surely dad we got to pull over now. And he's like, no, keep going, keep going, keep going. So they're driving through this storm, through this storm. They keep going, they keep going. And now we're starting to hail and all of these bad things are happening. And the storm is getting, it's getting dark out. Dad, for sure I should pull over now. And he's like, no, keep going, keep going. So eventually they drive about five more minutes. And then all of a sudden the sky clears up out of nowhere. And there's a beautiful rainbow. And the dad looks at the daughter and he's basically like, imagine, look back. Look back at all those cars that pulled over. Look at all those things that wanted to distract us. If we would have pulled over and we would have stopped, we would have been just like those people stuck in a bad situation. But the thing is, because we kept pushing, because we kept thinking that the things are going to happen, things are going to happen. We're going to we're gonna break through this. It's going to happen. Look at us now. Look
encouragement for each and every black person on here is that you guys got to keep looking towards the future because I promise you, if you give up and you look back and you start looking at all those people that thought you weren't going to make it, that thought you weren't going to be successful, that thought you weren't going to be anything, then you'll be just like them. But if you keep your eyes focused on what's next, don't give up 13 seconds before your next breakthrough because I promise you, I promise you it's coming. I promise y'all. I promise y'all. I promise y'all. Just like Sean said, he didn't think that we would be where we are today. Look at us. Four years later, ladies and gentlemen, the show has grown. Remember, we started off when I asked Sean about a dream that I had, and it turns out Sean had the same dream. Had I said to myself that I can't do it, and he said that he can't do it, we wouldn't be where we are four years later now. So I'm telling y'all, if y'all give up and you look back and you be like, dang, why did I give up on it? If you hold out, I guarantee you will see your victory out of these situations. You will get the breakthrough that you need. I'm telling y'all, just hold on. Because if you keep holding on, good things will happen. It may seem bad right now, but you got to look forward to the future. Because I'm telling you, good things are coming. Good things are coming. Sean. Good things are coming. Everybody on Let's Talk Football, good things are coming. Don't give up because I'm telling you, you got a chance to change this narrative. It's not going to be the same, man. I'm telling you, it's not going to be the same. Good things are coming, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Let's go. I'm telling y'all, good things are coming for each and every one of us, man. We can't give up. It may look bad now, but keep moving. I promise you, don't give up right before your big breakthrough because it's coming it's coming it's coming y'all it's coming just let's get real about it it is coming we all have down moments we all feel like this at some time but i'm telling y'all i'm telling you your breakthrough is coming your breakthrough do not give up do not give up on what your dream is nobody believes in it like you believe in it do not give up because i promise you do not Give up 13 seconds before your breakthrough comes. I'm telling you. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all, man. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. I just, I, I believe it. And, and trust me, I was there. Last year, I felt like I was there. When I was down, I didn't know what direction life was taking me. I felt super confused. But I just kept striving i kept pushing i kept waking up i kept going to work i kept doing what i was supposed to do and now i feel like i'm 10 times better than what i was but had i gave up back then i wouldn't know what it's like to be right here in 2021 with all of you beautiful people i get to do every week so i'm telling you don't give up 13 seconds man i'm telling you that i i feel like that sermon touched y'all just as much as it touched me but i'm telling you it's such a true story and it doesn't have to be super religious it just got to be literally the way we feel about ourselves we cannot be down uh for long the the, the storm is not always going to last the storm doesn't last always but if we make it until tomorrow if we keep pushing to the next day i guarantee you'll look back and say man i made it i made it people counted me out people didn't think i could do it people thought i was down people didn't believe in me but i believed in me I believed in me and look where I am now. Look where we are now. God, look where we are now. Look what he's blessed you with now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I am telling you. Don't give up, man. I love y'all. I love you. I love my brother. This show has truly been amazing. It blesses us every single week. And I'm so glad that we get to do this with you guys. So we we want you guys to tune in next week on Monday. 
We got an exciting week of football coming. Exciting week of football, but hold yo, hold up, y'all, y'all do not know. Y'all don't know. We were done. I thought we were done. When they went away, Australia, I thought it was over. The cops keep going. He said they're doing this for a reason. I needed to hear this, and somebody else needed to hear this. You gotta keep going. I don't care what you see you right now. You keep going. Because there's gonna be a time. There's gonna be a time when you look back over your life and you say, thank you, Jesus. You say thank you. Because this is what it's about, guys. We are here to uplift you and take you. I apologize. I I there's no need to apologize, man. This is what we all needed. Me included. I told you. It touched me on Sunday. I had to tell you guys about that. You know, it, it, it affects all of us. When when we talked about that on the ladies' takeover, about suicide and how people were really down and that, that foundation, the Hearst Foundation, it really touched me. And I felt like that sermon on Sunday aligned so much that I had to say it. Do not give up, y'all. Do not give up. I promise. The breakthrough is coming. I'm telling you. Ladies and gentlemen, we started from this spot. All right? I'm telling you the truth. We started from this spot with a phone and a couple of little note papers. Yes! Yes! We have moved from here. We were outside at one point, different classrooms, moved to going to each other's house, took a year off, came back. We didn't know any at the beginning of this. It was you and me, Janae. Your cat was with us. Shout out to you, David. You know you are brother. Yes. You were in this. We created the group. Yeah, like four, we four, 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 four. That's it. That's it. But it takes those people that are with you around you. Mom, you have told me from this. It takes those people that are dependent and get okay. So all we're doing is giving it back. This is all we want to do. We love talking football, but we love you more. Yes. And we want to give it back. And if this is the way that we can do it, you know, somebody told me, Felicia, Felicia Hawkins told me, you know, I said, you know, I, you know, my grandma said, you know, you're going to be a preacher. You're going to be a preacher. You're going to, you know, and before I die, I want to see you in the pulpit. And she, and she said, please, please said, you know, I, I'm from, I'm, I'm not from a church, churchy mentality, but I'm from the word. And she said, you know, you don't need a pulpit to preach. You don't need to be inside of the church in the pulpit to preach. Okay, he said, what's the song we like to say? Go tell it on the mountain. Go yeah. go spread the word and tell. And not it's not about being about this and that. But but you still gotta go out there and you still gotta take your time and you gotta give and give and give. And I know there's times where you don't see it. You don't see it. I didn't see it. There were times where I said, forget this, forget Come on, it. Shout out to my guy Anton Benson because we went right out right when you were leaving. I sat there, mm-hmm. we went to Virginia Beach, and I told her, I said, Man, I don't know if I could do it. He said, No, you were called to do it. Yes, this is what you were called to do. We created so much from this, and it is growing. Look at the people in the comments talking to us. We're here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk football. Is here, the family is here. We are here because we care about each other and we care about you. We love this game, but we also love you. And we're going to be here. We're going to continue to be here. We continue to grind. Right. Hey, for us, we're going to put God first and we're going to try to pull you guys in with us because we yeah. love you. We love you. I'm Janae, you a you man. Come on now. My brother. Well, um, 
I just wanted to share that message with y'all. Uh, I thought it was very necessary. I thought it was warm. I thought it was touching. Uh, you know, just got to have those daily reminders, daily reminders of that. And uh, I wanted to share that with y'all. So uh, with that being said, episodes five and six, I'm going to upload those right now. Uh, again, like the video, share, comment, subscribe. I will see you on the next episode. Listen, I'm easy to find. And listen, they can kiss my ass if they don't like it.